Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations, and today uh, we're going to throw some religion at you, Uh, we're going to throw some quotes, and we're going to throw some personal development which will make you a well-rounded person only if you choose to. You know, I can give you the material, the magic potion that is, but you have to drink it and you have to trust me. (laughs) It's not Kool-Aid, so don't get too, too nervous in that respect. So what are we going to begin with today? I wanted to share a story with all of you. Someone had asked me the other day in a jokingly manner, have you ever seen someone slip on a banana peel? And I thought about it. You always, always saw that in a cartoon, you know, someone slipping on a banana peel, Um, you know, someone placing a banana peel for someone to slip on it. Uh, And it wasn't until my senior year in high school that I didn't see someone slip on a banana peel. I actually saw someone slip on a banana. (laughs) It was an actual banana in the hallway. Someone must have fallen out of their lunch bag or something. And this girl was walking with high heels and she stepped right on it. Her high heel stepped right through the banana and she fell right down, you know, and I think instead of helping her up, I just laughed and scurried off and said, I can't believe I saw someone slip on a banana. I've never seen that before in my life. So that goes to show you the kind of jerk I was um, back in high school. I guess more so than I am now. But um, I don't know if she fell down or not. But nonetheless, that's the only time I saw someone slip on a you know, a banana peel. It was actually a banana. Um, So perhaps you have something different. Maybe you don't. But anyhow, persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. That's the definition of what? Persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success success. That's the definition of perseverance or tenacity. So that's what we need to be as individuals, whether it be in our marriages, our relationships, uh, in work, uh, working out, you know, you name it. Uh, That's a, a great, great quality to have because Through perseverance, a lot of things that we never saw before open up. And today, there was another homily at church. Every day there's a homily. But Father Ray had today, and he basically started off with uh, sow and reap but I substituted some words. Think a thought, 
create an action. Think an action, create a habit. Think a habit, create a character. Think a character, create a destiny. And I ask all of you, what is your destiny? And I'll tell you this, it all starts with a thought. Jesus says that it is what comes out of a person that defiles. Not so much what goes in. You know, and, and, and the reason why he said that today in the gospel were that the Pharisees, again, were antagonistic, saying, uh, why do you not, why do you eat certain foods and, and why do you not wash properly? And Jesus came back and said that, you know. And the reason why he said it's what goes, what, what comes out as opposed to what goes in uh, is because that's where all the defiling takes place. You know, and again, it starts with a thought. Ill will, pride, malice, which is basically a desire to do evil or ill will. Uh, licentiousness. I had to look that one up as well. Lacking legal or moral restraint. Uh, also, moral uh, sexual restraint. Uh, folly, you know, lack of good sense or foolishness, you know, and those are just a few uh, of, of the sins that Jesus had named. But I think pride is a big one there because we decide what we want, what we don't want, you know, and who is so-and-so to say that I shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that, you know, and, and that can get us into some hot water uh, at times whether it's from our physical appearance and being obese because we're eating seven ice cream sandwiches a night <laughs> or um, from too much uh, con consumption of alcohol uh, that gets us sick or has us, you know, a bit impaired where we do things that we don't normally do. Uh, I used to tell people that, you know, I'm a jerk sober or inebriated, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and... Bishop Barron had commented on today's gospel. He always does a gospel reflection. And I wrote this one down because he was talking about um, getting to one's heart or soul, which means going to the core of the self, the deepest center of who we are. You know, our heart and soul, that, that, that's, that's the place the place from which our thoughts and actions arise. And if we can harness that heart and soul and create it in a wholesome, um, productive, moral way, uh, we will be literally um, bathed in wealth. Financially, uh, you know, 
prosperity of of, of riches in our in our physical health, mental health. Um, you know, it, it can it can just blossom wherever we look. You know, you name something that you want to improve, uh, and and that's what it can do for you. Having a good heart and soul. And moving right along to our friend Darren Hardy, uh, the Darren Daily today, the title was Three Ways to Persuade. And Darren says, the three C's of persuasive communication. And the first one, folks, was confidence. Generally, the most confidence wins in a dialogue. Uh, and, and I don't mean it as, you know, you against them, because it's certainly not that. Uh, you need to establish a relationship. But the confidence is not so much in yourself, which that's very important. It's confidence in what you're presenting. That's huge. You know, um, Communication must be must bring reassurance and security with that confidence. And, and that's what folks generally want to see. Uh, the third C is not convince. You know, don't try to convince someone why to do this or that or why to buy this or that. Come from it from a standpoint of find the need in the customer by asking, not convincing. You know, have them spell it out for you in a certain respect. Basically, have them present exactly what you can do for them. And the third C is control. You know, sales is diagnosing not pitching someone, you know, control the flow of the conversation. You know, there's no prescribing before diagnosing. You know, when you go into a doctor, you got a sore throat. The doctor's not going to say, okay, here's a prescription and send you on your way. No. It does happen. You know, I've called my doctor before and he's like, what's going on? All right, yeah, fine. I'll write you a script. You're all set, you know. But generally speaking, the doctor wants to do due diligence as to say, okay, let me look at your tonsils. Let me look at your throat to see exactly how inflamed it is. Do we need to run a strep test? Uh, and, you know, where, where do we go from here and what's going to be the best medication? You know, that's a pretty basic standpoint. And I think if you go into a doctor for the first time and he treats you just like a, a number, yeah, that's what you have, okay, boom, you're off, you're on your way. And he really didn't check any vitals or anything. You're going to feel much different than a doctor that's more personable and more in-depth in his, in his exam or her exam. So take that, those three um, persuasive C's to... Um, to resonate with you uh, because they will really uh, certainly help you. Uh, the public, public praise of someone is more effective than private praise. 
just take that with a grain of salt. And Matthew Kelly says, feelings should not drive actions. Your thoughts should drive actions. And again, how many times do our feelings uh, tend to drive the bus and control, um, you know, we say our thoughts, but feelings don't control your thoughts. Your thoughts control your feelings. But we allow our emotions sometimes to uh, drive our actions, which is not the case at all, and that should not be the case. And Brian Schutz says, attract what you expect, reflect what you desire, become what you respect, and mirror what you admire. And that's um, a simple way of saying, hey, find somebody in the world that is good at what they do, maybe great at what they do, and get to know them. You know, we have that capability of doing that now through um, internet searches, social media. You know, YouTube's a great form to, 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 to see and taste, so to speak, what someone's all about. And that can help us be better at what we want to be better at, for sure. And too often we miss out on opportunities in this life because we were too busy waiting for them to fall into our lap that we missed them tapping us on the shoulder. And it's true, you know. We're waiting to um, catch something when we should be waiting to kick something. <laughs> what I mean by that is, you know, opportunity knocks, doorbell rings, you know, you may need to, to seek uh, other alternatives. So awareness is the key. Become more aware. Not so much externally, but internally. Be aware of your thoughts. Be aware of what you are passionate about and what drives you. Awareness will take you right to the top, folks. And when you get to your wit's end, don't sweat it. You'll find that God lives there. And he certainly lives everywhere, but when we're at our wit's end sometimes, we feel in a desperation feeling at times, which is never a good thing. But understand that God is right there in that moment. And Bob Proctor said that it's impossible to break out of prison if you don't know that you're in one. You know, sometimes we're in the prison of our own thoughts and actions and not realizing that we have the uh, control 
right within our mind. But that requires a, a, a lifestyle change. Anything worthwhile requires some type of change. You know, you're not going to lose 35 pounds sitting on the couch watching Netflix. You know this. And you're too lazy to go to the gym. Fine. Control what you put in your mouth. You know, if you do that, you're going to lose weight. If you go to the gym, it's just going to enhance it three times more. It'll quick, quicken the process. And Bob also said, education is not teaching someone something they don't know. It is showing them how to behave in a way they're not behaving. And that involves action. You know, behavior is action. And that's the key. Now, that's when things happen. And finally, uh, some people are so kind, polite, and good-natured until you park in their parking, parking spot or sit in their pew. Then all bets are off. And we're all creatures of habit in some respect. You know, people get ticked off. Can you believe the way this person parked or how they parked or this or that? You know, and you, you don't know sometimes because someone's parked on, over the white line, you know. Maybe they parked next to a car was over the white line next to them, you know, and then that car left and now it makes it look like this person, you know, parked like a dope. <laughs> That's just a, a simple example. So I'm going to leave you with those things to chew on, but if you adhere to at least one of those things, um, you should be making a million dollars by the end of this year, easily. <laughs> if you want to, that is. Uh, maybe you want a better relationship in your marriage or with your children or with your friends or coworker, whoever. It can be done because it all starts with us. It doesn't start with them. It starts with us. And when we become better, the world suddenly, in a magical way, becomes better. And if you don't believe me, talk to Scrooge. He met three ghosts that kind of straightened out his perspective. Maybe that's what you're going to need. Uh, I remember a guy busting my chops around Christmas time for something I did. I was, you know, being loud and whatever. And he kind of yelled at me, but he knows me in a fun loving way, but he was irritated with me. And everybody was kind of looking at me. And I said to him, I said, you're going to be visited by three ghosts tonight. And everybody started laughing, you know, because it was true. Sometimes you got someone that's so miserable. Um, I, that's the word. I, that's the phrase I use now when someone's miserable to me, I said, listen, you keep that up, you're going to be visited by three ghosts. So, anyhow, I will check in with you guys, uh, Lord willing, tomorrow. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.